Well, hi, everyone, and welcome to another special edition of VLGA Connect. Every so often, we get the opportunity to chat with someone who's making a difference in the public sector, and we've spoken to most of the commissioners in the public sector in Victoria, but we haven't talked to the Local Jobs First Commissioner. We're going to fix that right now. We've got Greg Wilson, who's the acting Local Jobs First Commissioner, to tell us a bit about the role and things that perhaps people in local government aren't aware of about what the Commission is doing. Greg, welcome to VLGA Connect. Thanks, Chris. A pleasure to meet you. You've got a, um, an extraordinary background in the public service. You understand how the, how the sector works. Can we just start with a little bit about your background before you took on this role on a short-term basis? Yeah, well, basically, I've had um, just over 40 years in the Victorian public sector in different forms or another. I, I started uh, straight out of high school at the good old Melbourne Metropolitan Board of Works and then um, progressed through the ranks there in the various departments and what have you. And, uh, more recently, I've been the uh, Secretary of the Department of Justice for five or six years, and before that, Secretary of what was then uh, Department of Sustainability Environment for three or four years. And now I'm uh, the Chair of the CFA, the TAC, the SES, and a few other roles, as well as this uh, acting role, which I'm really pleased to be uh, in at the moment. Uh, one wonders where you find the time to do all of that uh, at the moment, but this is, as you say, an acting role for a few months. So we should recognise that the, the last commissioner has retired and there's a process underway to, to fill the position. Yeah, Don Matthews, uh, he was the inaugural commissioner. So the role was created uh, in August 2018 with the uh, Local Jobs First Act, uh, which essentially combined on a if listeners would recall, they'd, they'd certainly be aware of the Victorian Industry Participation Policy, which was 2003, and then the Major Project Skill Guarantee Initiative, which was 2016. So the, the Local Jobs First Act effectively combined those two and said the Local Jobs First Policy, and then that created the role of the Commissioner, uh, well, to advocate for the policy, to promote it, to do monitoring and compliance and a range of other things. So... So Don Matthews was the inaugural chair, uh, but as you mentioned, he's now retired. So I've, I've stepped in for a few months uh, to help out, but I'm really enjoying it. It's a, it's, a, it's a great role to have and it's got a really, really worthwhile purpose. So, yeah, enjoying it. So tell us a bit about the purpose of the commission and you know, who, who are the stakeholders that you're, you're mostly looking to influence and engage with? The commission's role is to actually, uh, as I say, promote the policy and ensure compliance with it. So... I guess we start with the overall policy. Um, so the intent there really is to, in a bigger picture sense, to grow local jobs, to grow local industries, and to do that by basically giving them a, a fair go at actually applying for tenders and making sure state government agencies, which is the coverage of the, the policy, are aware of um, local capability and all that sort of stuff. So it's um, so, so that's the kind of... In, intent of it, all the objectives. And the commissioner was created really to give that a bit more oomph, uh, for want of a better expression, just to make sure that, you know, the government's quite serious about compliance with the policy. So, so there's a couple of, I guess, for, for my point of view, there's a formal role in actually advocating for small, medium enterprises. Um, and then there's a sort of awareness role of actually dealing with all the various government agencies to make sure they're procurement people, the major projects people, the people running tenders and so on are aware of the policy. Um, unions have a, a strong voice at the table as well. Uh, so it's, it's interesting, you know, do roundtables and so on. We've had one with, uh, you know, steel fabricators or, or others, um, unions and small businesses together. 
really keen to actually promote the policy and achieve its objectives of you know, local jobs and building that competitiveness in, in our local industry. So it's great to see that sort of alignment. So they're, they're the sorts of um, people that I'm engaging with, uh, as I say, just to promote the awareness of, of the policy and who's who and how they could navigate their way through some of those government processes and uh, and so on. I note that I think next month it's three years since the commissioner actually took office. How how do you, um, as a commission, measure the impact you've had over those three years, Greg? Yeah, we've got a we have a three year strategy, and as you can imagine, as a new organisation, so the remit only starts with projects that actually, you know, the tender process kicked off after. Um, August 2018. So it's kind of been a, the immediate focus of what we're trying to achieve is really uh, awareness and advocacy and so on. As I say, unions, small, medium enterprises and the government agencies, so they actually understand the policies, producing things like model contracts and industry development plans and what have you. So it takes a little while for projects to be up and running until you then get into that phase of monitoring and measuring and auditing um, because the long lead times, particularly in some of the major projects. But we now have uh, over 100, well, the Act distinguishes between standard projects and strategic projects. So strategic projects are 50 million plus uh, and they have minimum specified local content and the minister must specify particular percentages that are greater than those minimums. So we now have over 100 of those in our remit and then standard projects, million dollars of and above in regional Victoria and three million and above uh, in Melbourne, we have over 2,300 of those. So, uh, so it's actually growing and growing, but uh, we're measuring our performance, I guess, by implementing um, strategies that raise awareness and so on. And then gradually we'll get into that audit phase, which is now more of a programmatic thing where um, a bit like the Auditor General, you have a program of audits that you're doing, but now we actually have things that we can actually audit <laughs> because the project's actually now up and running and underway. So, uh, so yeah, we're, we're, we're kind. My sense is there's still, um, which is why these opportunities are great, uh, there's still a lot of work to be done in just growing the awareness of, of the policy, yeah. how everything works and how people can best comply, particularly agencies where you want them you know, right at the beginning to understand all these requirements, not halfway through a tender process and someone points out, oh, hang on a sec, there's a local jobs first requirements that you've overlooked. So, so that's been our efforts to date. Uh, but, you know, so far, so good. It's been very uh, constructive. What about from the local government perspective, Greg? As you know, local government, they deliver a lot of projects, they employ a lot of people, most have, you know, um, targets for uh, providing for local businesses and to generate activity in the local economy. Uh, is local government covered under your remit? Uh, no, it's not. So this, it's basically state. I think it's agencies under the Financial Management Act, uh, the public sector agencies under the under the state government. Um, yeah. I guess my experience in many years in the state government uh, with local government is that most local government actually would fully embrace the policy objectives. Yeah. Way. Like as a place-based organisations that are, uh, you know, they have the economic development imperatives. They want to see local industry grow. Um, so my, my sense is that local government's not formally under the remit, um, but they're actually, from my experience, embrace the, the policy objectives that we have. So 
It may be more of, um, you know, what we can do for local government and mm. the resources and things like that to help them actually pursue those objectives. So there's a the website, local jobs first, one word, um, at vic.gov.au has things like model, like say, for example, the requirements to have, tenderers must have a local industry development plan. So they've got to show the government agency how they're going to grow local jobs and involve local industries and, you know, percentages of local content. Those model kind of plans and things like that are on the website. There's all sorts of other guidance in terms of schedules that state government agencies would put in uh, tender documents to uh, prescribe local content, uh, things like that. So, and there's, and there's you know, things there like examples of projects and stuff like that that local government might find useful and all the, the contact details and so on if anyone wants to get in touch with my office or the, or the department, uh, those details are there as well. I think that's a really great suggestion uh, to be able to share those resources because, uh, as you say, local government would absolutely embrace what you're trying to achieve at a you know a much broader level, um, and and are often challenged by this need to serve locals and and challenged by the boundary of what do you describe as yeah. local for, for for you? I guess the definition is more statewide is local. Would that be yeah, right? it's it's. Um... It's, it's Victoria. And, and similarly, I, I find um, yeah, there's an awareness thing for all the different state government agencies, like TAFEs and hospitals and all sorts of things. But also some of the small, medium enterprises, you know, trying to navigate your way through all the various government, well, opportunities and things like that. Uh, they don't have the big resources of some of the, you know, the top tier construction firms. So there's a role to play there. So I'm finding a lot of value out in this role is actually um, just joining up the dots a bit and making people aware of various opportunities and how things work uh, and, and happy to do that for those in local government that are interested as well. The impact of COVID, Greg, does that in a way sort of help you achieve what you're trying to do because there's less movement across state borders and less certainty around, you know, where people are going to be able to move? Yeah, well, it's certainly been a big, big impact on, uh, you know, things like supply chain, logistics and, and those things. And and I guess, you know, different industries have different impacts, but you certainly get the sense, particularly um, just from our own knowledge and <laughs> privately, the, the building industry, for example, and, you know, trying to find a bit of structural pine anywhere. <laughs> it's like it's just seems to have gone crazy. So, right. so that, that may, uh, may actually uh, help in a way, Chris, but I suspect, um, yeah, I, I don't know, the overall impacts on employment and things like that, it's just been a been a pretty tough 18 months hasn't it um absolutely it has yes. greg uh you're acting in the role i think your term is is i think you're due to finish this month aren't you so i know it's not your announcement to make there will be an announcement about a new commissioner shortly but what's going to be next for you do you think no well, i think i'll just uh head, head back to my various board roles and, and things like that chris and, and see what comes about and um and of course if with recruitment processes they may take longer and i'm more than happy to stick around in the role and, and, and do my bit to help with the, the achievement of those local jobs first objectives. Uh, Greg, there's an enthusiasm in your voice I can hear for this role. So, uh, you know, I think that's a bit infectious. So um, um, thank you for sharing some of that with us uh, today. As you mentioned, you've got some resources that might be of use to local government. So you mentioned there's a website and some contacts there. And if people in uh, councils would like to 
to learn from that or uh, um, cross-pollinate with ideas, yep. uh, you're open to them making contact, which is great. Absolutely. And thanks for the opportunity this morning, Chris. Great to meet you and great to hear more about the work of the Victorian Local Jobs First Commission. Greg Wilson, the Acting Commissioner, has been our guest on the LGA Connect, and we'll have more for you in another episode very soon. Thanks for joining us. Thank you.